It is me. It is me. It is Mike Lepre. King Mike L here for Legit Fantasy Sport. This is Legit Fantasy Wrestling. It is January 19th. Uh, the day before inauguration. Uh, 2021. We're going to talk some wrestling. With me, as always, M1, the Mighty Master Damas. Matt, how are you tonight? How's things, Matt? Good yourself, King. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm doing I get another one of those uh too many lights shine at my face type thing. I feel like the people here. I gotta fire them. And I would fire them, except that it's just it's me. It's only me. Mm. We fire my own dumb ass. The name is Dumas. Alright, so Back in the picture. <laughs> Master Dumas. Master Dumas to you. Yeah, that was my favorite. The name is Dumas. The name is Dumas. That was always one of my favorites. I, I saw it. Uh, so we're going to go over, um, first of all, we're going to go over um, uh, tag team wrestling tonight, which is like one of my favorite. I think that's one of my, um, hold on one second, I'm sorry. You know what happens when people start to realize they can get a hold of you, Matt? They do get a hold of you, and then they get a hold of you too much, and you can't keep up with them. You ever have that happen? Because I have. <laughs> no, but have you ever reached out to somebody, and they just don't reach back to you? No. And then you're like, hey, uh, hey, you reached out to me, and then days go on, and I'm like, why are you neglecting me? Yeah, yeah you did that to me the other day. That was funny shit. I made me laugh. Um, why, are you me? why are you neglecting me? So, uh, <laughs> dude, so the channel, right? We, uh, what did you think of the Doodly commercial? My first attempt at I liked a it. commercial. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Funny, right? it's, uh, yep, absolutely. I think so it's look, shop. What are you doing with my phone? I'm making you money. Yeah, that's what it is. So I'm going to uh, work on more of that. Um, and then we got basketball going. Football is going to go throughout the whole offseason because, man, there's more to talk about now than there was like two weeks ago, if you really think about it. Like, bat football oh, is the season. Um, the only sports we're not going to be able to cover is uh, hockey, uh, soccer, and baseball right now. We're going to have to find people to fill in those holes. But um, speaking of pro wrestling, let's talk about my favorite uh, part of pro wrestling. Is I love tag team wrestling. I love old school tag team wrestling. I like when like a team – Wears the same sort of colored trunks. You know what I mean? They're like, like they dress together. They do moves that are like a double, like a double move. Like they work together like a real tag team. You know what I'm trying to say? Like you can tell the oh, difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. So these are. Uh, this is 50 of them ranked that uh, I read on off a site that I won't name. Um, I don't have photos for everybody. Uh, I have photos for some of them. So we're gonna we'll, we'll go through it like that. But. Uh, so number number fifty, just just so we know this, uh, number fifty would be um, the Bushwhackers. No way. Yeah, number fifty. No well, way. You think about it, the Bushwhackers were pretty pretty horrible. I mean, they, they they couldn't they couldn't really move. They were they, horrible, they, they, but they still gotta be up. I mean, I'm sure we did forty nine. That I mean, well, I, we're we're gonna go through the list. I I I suppose, but gosh, they. I mean, is there really forty nine worse? Better, you I mean, mean better? Yeah, better? I mean, look, all right, look, 
What did they do as a move? I know they walked like this, and I know they licked each other's heads, but what do you remember them doing? But guess what? What do you remember them doing, though? Their gimmick, the gimmick in wrestling is is half the battle. What did they do in the ring? I can't remember a single move. They would go, oh, like the Irish with the uh, with the legs up against the, you know, very very seldom would they. Uh, you'd see that, the, like the. <laughs> I don't know. So all right, number forty nine. Uh, now see, I don't have photos for everybody, so this is going to be difficult for me. They would headbutt. They would headbutt. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I believe it. Uh, do we have a picture of them? We don't. So number twenty nine. Oh, here they are. So number forty nine is the Soul Patrol. That's Rocky Johnson, uh, Rocky uh, the the Rock's dad, the Rock's and then up. what's his name, uh, Mr. Universe. Oh God, what is his name? Tony Atlas. No shit. Yeah, so they were Soul Patrol. So yep, that team, yep. that that's a that's a better team right there. So uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Tough going through these though, because I got them all in all different places. Now, number all right here is this is the next one. The, the one they had next was this team right here. You might not. So this might be the team you think is worst. Paul London and Brian Kendrick. So Paul London is a guy with dark hair. Uh, Brian Kendrick's the one with blonde hair up front. So they were tag team champs for like a ridiculous long ass time. And what was great about those two wrestlers is. They tried to portray them as like good-looking, like young guys, and those guys fought against it so much that they fired the guy with the dark hair because there was a scene I don't know if you remember where, and it was right before 9/11. They filmed Vince walking like sheepishly to his limo, and then the limo explodes, and that's how they ended Raw. Like that lip that Vince blew up, he might be dead, and they fired this dude because as Vince was walking through the crowd of wrestlers. They were all supposed to stand there and be stoic. And he was going. And they fired him for that very reason, for smiling during Vince's segment. Not kidding. And then the little blonde dude, he became, like, he had a great-ass gimmick. I told you about before. He became the Brian Kendrick. Like, he wasn't just Brian Kendrick anymore. He was the Brian Kendrick. That's how they introduced him. And he had, like, a coat that he would, you know, they don't put your sleeves in it. They just put the coat on the shoulders. And they gave him. I forget what bodyguard they gave them, but they both went their own ways. But they were great wrestlers, too. I don't know if you would know those two. No, um, I, I was going to say I don't know those two, but the funny thing is, is I don't think I'd see the Bushwhackers getting such an awesome photo like that in the air. So, yeah, I I could see them being better than the Bushwhackers, too. Yeah, right? The, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> right, so, wait, what's up next? I got to find, find them. Uh, natural ass. No, 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 no. All right, so I do not have them. It is the uh, the twin towers. That's uh, uh, a oh, yeah. the dream yep. and um, the uh, who's the uh, the policeman? Uh, big boss man. Big boss man. Those two are the uh, twin towers. They were definitely a a, a, a better team. Too. <laughs> Let's see. Um, <laughs> head shrinkers. Yep. 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 Wow. Here's what's crazy. The guy on so that's one of the one of the wild Samoans. I don't know if that's Afa or Sika. I, I really don't know, and I'm I apologize for that. But the guy in the Rashid, right, Rashika. that be, the guy in the right becomes Rikishi, the dude with the blonde hair and the Rikishi, big ass, yeah, right? And the dude on the left, yep, yep, either, that's either Roman Reigns' older brother, or that's his his like uncle. But he's on that side of the family, so they're all related somehow. But that's Rikishi. He's the father of um, 
What's the tag team right now? The Usos. And then I believe that's the oldest brother of Roman Reigns on the left. But don't, oh, don't, hold, don't hold me to that. Um, after the head shrinkers, here's a team that I I, I, keep, I don't know if I got a photo of, but it was a team that the minute I heard the name, this reminds me of when I was really, really super young. Like This is like one of the first memories I have of a team. I can't find it. Remember the Moondogs? Moondog Rex and Moondog Spot. Blonde head guys with big blonde beards. They come out with these big bones. They chew on the bones and whatnot. Yeah, no, yeah. Jean-type yes. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon dog. I don't know. I can't find a photo of them. But they were like the bushwhackers before the bushwhackers were the bushwhackers. Like they had like big hair, beards. They chew on the raw bone. They had the leashes sometimes. The moon dogs. Sick as shit. Um, let's see. Now I'm trying to find the next one, which would be number 44, and that's it's Booker T and uh, Goldust. Now, I don't remember them even teaming up. Yeah, that's the thing. At first, you might not remember them teaming up. But the thing was, they were really good together because... Is that WCW? No, WWE, right here. Here's the thing. They played up the gay angle ridiculously. In other words, like, Goldust was constantly being that over-the-top, is he gay, is he not, with Booker T. <laughs> And Booker T was always like, tell me you did not just say that. You know what I mean? Like, so they had that thing between the two of them. So that's what made the that's what made the team tag team funny, I guess. Like, that's you could never funny. do that tag team nowadays. They'd be they'd be no. out of the place. Everybody be like, how many feelings would be hurt? Um, oh my! Next up would be the Killer Bees. Oh yeah, shit! Jim Brunzel on the right and B Brian on the left. Killer Bees, the best part of the Killer Bees. The best part yeah, of the Killer Bees was, was right around the time I got into wrestling, man. What was the was best that? part though about the Killer Bees, man? Like, what was their gimmick? What was so great about them? Maybe that they just never did. Did they ever make it? Did they? Were they just always that team that never did it, never got it, never? They were always the underdog, never, never quite. No, they, 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 they constantly fooled the ref. They were constantly using the gimmick. <laughs> That they would wear the same mask and no one could tell the difference. Even though oh, that's right. that's right. They that's right. They did that every match. Oh, who's that? No, that's not Jim. That's I think that's Brian Blair. Oh, I thought he was hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like they do it every yes. match. Yes. <laughs> Who is that? Yes, but they're, they're, no, they're good. Uh the next would be oh boy, this would be a good one if I could find it. It's the powers of pain. Oh, wow. these, two, the now, these two dudes, right? All right, it's the Barbarian and um, God help me, the Barbarian and the other guy in the back is um, uh, that's another member of the um Samoan family. That's the Warlord, the Warlord and the Barbarian. Oh. These dudes were like the second level, like um, uh, uh demolition, demolition, or the Road mm. Warriors. But they mm. were monsters. These two guys were like gigantic. And the guy on the other side, he's one of those the, the warlord. He's one of those people that they have like tons of wrestling stories about how like he demolished somebody like on the road. Like because like um, what's his face? The guy they all talk about. He was uh, come on. He was king. What the heck is his name? You know the the large Samoan guy that I'm talking about. He's he he tag team with Andre. Like they're on this list. They were the um, I know who you're talking about. 
Oh um, God! How can I forget his name? They have more stories about him than anybody that there ever was. Like about how about the big, 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 big African, uh, big belly guy. Yeah, he uh, went to WCW. He was called. uh, But he had the face paint too. Yeah, at the very end, he did. Um, Damn it! I know who you're talking about. I'm so dumb that I can't remember that. I hate googling stuff. I really do hate googling stuff. It's uh, I. God help me. Lord help me. It's uh no, 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 not on Anderson. No, 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 not Vader. No, Polly Race was tough too. No, yep, Kurt Angle was really tough too. Barrett was really tough. Perry Sand, I guess. Sabu, yeah. Lesnar number one. Haku. There it is. He's number one on the top. We I just looked up top toughest wrestlers. He was on a list. Number one. I Haku. Never, Haku was a beast in real life. I remember Haku, but I would have never guessed Haku. Always oh, a beast. All right, so after the powers of pain was um, Jericho. That's the name of the tag team. Jericho and uh, Big Show. Jericho. I, wow, I never remember them teaming up. Really? Did they ever hold the titles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these oh, are all shit. tag team. Yeah, just about every one of these teams. I think everyone has held the belts. Then there's uh, – what's me see if I can find them in position. I'm Wait getting a minute. The Bushwhackers? I don't think the Bushwhackers ever held the titles. Uh, yeah, maybe they put it on them. I don't know. We have to look it up. The greatest tag team ever: Charlie Haas and um, Shelton Benjamin. So these guys were like collegiate wrestlers that came in, and then Kurt Angle branded them under him and made them like his bodyguards or whatever his crew. And the name of their team was the greatest tag team ever. And they immediately won the belts, and like Angle taught them, and they were like pro wrestlers. They they, they did a lot of great moves like these two guys can really go like when the bell rings they're not the most um appealing guys like they don't have the personalities but they could wrestle their asses off those those were wrestlers um the the next team is jesus christ and i didn't even like this team the only thing reason i liked this team was because of the manager at the time and that's because i was a little kid that's the body donna's sunny was the manager in the middle now that's the dude that ended up uh, teaching wrestling. And the guy on the right, if you ever read about this, the guy on the right, Chris, I'm forgetting his name already. They messed with him. Shawn Michaels fucked with him. Like, he cheated with Sonny all the time behind this guy's back, constantly on the road. Like, she was sleeping with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and this guy was, like, her fiancé or whatever. He st- oh, Such man. a different situation this one was. She messed him up big time. Uh, is where's 38? Oh, this was my favorite. See, now I, I'm a little older than you, so this might be before your time, but it's um, the U.S. Express that was Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. They were like the, the Hulk Hogan um tag team, like they were like the old school, they beat the Iron Sheik, like it was two like young guys. I don't think you remember, remember the name, but I definitely don't remember watching them. Absolutely not. Mike Rotunda turned about to be uh, IRS. You know, oh, IRS. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who Mike yeah. Rotunda was. That's also the okay. dad of um, The Fiend and uh, Bo Dallas. And then uh, Barry Windham, he went on to be like a bad guy. He ended up being in the Four Horsemen at one point. He was a blackjack. Dude, I watched way too much wrestling. Right, number 37. See, is a girls tag team that I refuse. I just refused. Like it's such a joke. It was um, late cool. They split a belt. Like here they are. 
I feel like, you know, no offense, I don't mean to come come off uh, sexist, but I feel like sometimes they squeeze, like, women into, like, lists like this, like, for, like, a quota. Like, come on, those girls don't belong right there. Yeah. They don't. They don't belong right there. Come on, we're in the middle of, like... <laughs> right there, some badass already, some badass champions and jet tag teams. Yeah. So wait, next, next up is a, definitely a team that I think we, we would agree upon. Um... If I can find the Steiner brothers. Now, the Steiner brothers started off as just purely, you know, wrestlers because they they were both out of the state of uh, they wrestled for Michigan State. Um, but the the younger brother, the one that ended up being becoming a big Papa Pump, mm. he went nuts. Like he got, I don't have our picture of him. They he got gigantic. Do you remember how big he got? Unbelievably big, like stupid big. He's dead by steroids by now, right? He's got to be dead. I don't know, you know. I, I haven't heard his name. Be, be, his bell be rung. It's all you want to hear a funny, funny, funny story, and I can't believe that I'm even saying this, but this is a great, great time, and it ties right into wrestling. Yeah, we're at one of the gathering of the jugglers, and my brother. I, I mean, I say some stupid shit. My brother, we all say some stupid shit. One, two, three, kid comes walking up on us. My brother X-Pac. looked at uh, X Pac. My brother goes. Oh man, I can't believe you're still alive and kicking. I oh. said, "What the hell, are you? Why would you say that?" <laughs> really? Oh man, I can't believe you're not dead, dude. Dude, <laughs> it's true though. Like, but yeah, like, yeah. You should have seen his face. It's like, yeah. Thanks, thanks, thank you. Hey, right, you know what? Tw- you know what? Twins Pizza is on uh, Mineral down near Charles Street. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So I go in there with my son, me and Junior. Uh, actually, my wife came and my daughter. And uh, in walks, um, because he lives right around here now, and I didn't know, um, the part of the uh, the Dudleys, Spike. Spike Dudley, <laughs> the, the little blonde guy, the smallest guy. He lives oh, yeah. right around our area. Oh, no shit. Spike, got a, huh? got a photo of him with my son. He posed in twins with my son. Um, and That's then he awesome. actually he ended up he works. I end up knowing where he works. He works like Bank of America uh, down in uh, Warwick. But he's like um, was a teacher. He's a high school, uh, elementary school teacher, and then became a wrestler, and then they want to go back to teaching, so he's into sales. But he's tiny. Yeah. Holy shit, is he small? Really? Is he? I mean, he's like like really small. Like when we used to do a radio show in Kennedy Plaza, we ended up hooking up with kind of the terrible. Which one's that? He was the midget wrestler. Oh, right. yeah, I know he is. He is a lot. <laughs> he's a lot to handle. He's a good, he's a good man. Uh, he's definitely uh, an alcoholic, but he's he's a crazy, crazy uh, circus to bring around. He's a he's a he's a handful. He's awesome. It, it takes a special kind of person. Um, so we're at like, thirty-five. Is the legacy. The legacy would be uh, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. That's obviously oh, yeah. that's perfect tag team. I love the name too because they are the legacy, uh, you know, of those teams. Uh, Remind after- me to send you a video of Tiny the Terrible talking to Judge Caprio. Tiny, all right, I will. Jesus Christ, yeah, well, definitely. Um, the, the next is the Foreign Legion, which I don't remember them. No, that's what they called. Okay. The Sheik and um, uh, Nikolai Volkov, which is a horrible yep. name for them, but I guess they are both foreign. And 
they should be way, way, way up this I'll list. I'll tell you what, that's a yeah, yeah, they should because they're both badass. But they're not. But they should be way up this list. They were great. That's not great. That's a heavyweight champion on the right. I mean, that was a great. That was a great team. I really thought they were a great tag team. That team. Um, yeah. All right. Next page. Thirty-three was X Pac and Kane. I mean, they Champions were alive. Yeah, can't believe he's still alive. He was champ. They were champs for a while. I don't think they were great. That they were that great. But whatever. His M and M. That's uh, Mercury and Johnny Nitro, who's now uh, the uh, I forget what he became, but that guy on the left. Remember, I showed you the video where the guy gets smacked in the face and his whole face explodes from the ladder. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. That's him. No I'm shit. Old. That was the team. All right. M&M. They, they they were champs for a while and they did a lot of great matches, but he got his face busted completely op- open. Uh, the next was the um, the is too cool. Okay, I remember right. too cool. So, the dude on the left that does the worm, I always forget his name. Just I always Scotty, do. Scotty Duarte. Scotty Duarte. And the dude on the right is uh, Jerry the King Lawless' son. He, oh, no shit. You can oh, see yeah. it in his face. Yeah, he later came out in an episode and, like, was yelling at him about being his dad and being, like, you know, I don't know, he didn't help him or whatnot. It was a weird angle they tried to pitch late, late, later on. But, yeah, he uh, that's Jerry the King Lawless' son. Too much, too much drugs. It looks like a young Jerry. Holy shit. Yeah, they were good. I mean, they, with they, the glasses on, you can still see it. Uh, the next one is the uh, – see, this is a classic one. It's weird that they put this one in the list, but I guess you got to count them. Uh, I don't know if there's a picture of them. The Mega Powers. It's a Togan and uh, Macho. I would have them way up this list. They're on, they're, they're, but they're not attacking. But they're not uh-huh. – Two great, they're just two great wrestlers wrestling together. They're not like, well, they had to make the tag team happen in order to have the the event happen. I know, but what I'm saying is, I'm okay with them being over here on this list because, like, this where is, is the number? They're at thirty. There's better teams that are, have been wrestling together forever yeah. than these guys. Although they're the two great, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Well, that's what I, we should have said. What do we gauge in this list on? Because well, honestly, it's the best tag teams. Yeah, it's the best tag you, teams. I guarantee, right, you put this number 30 against half of them, the next, and, and rightfully so, if we were gauging the two of them against the other two wrestlers, nine times out of ten, you're going to talk about Hogan and Savage coming out on top. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, in the end – it always used to be like a better tag team would win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they know the rules. They know everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like the next team is uh, the Brain Busters, right? Now, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. Two four Horsemen from WCW, yeah. right? Yep. Absolutely. So I mean, them right there—they work together forever. How are they not? After oh, them, yeah. you have yep. what? Way, way longer than in unison and and being together it should have cohesion and understand and yeah absolutely i totally get it yep and right there talking about two two of the top four of all time right there yeah big bastards uh the next one is this one so so this one is oh this one you can argue because they wrestled together for a little bit Mm -hmm. but they're obviously not a great tag team because andre's part of it it's andre and uh the man we just spoke about that i'm forgetting his name haku legitimately two of the toughest people that ever lived right there Ever. Right? Ever. So it's like, I wouldn't tell them that they belonged lower on the list. <laughs> mm. uh, 
Next was the uh, see. This is like a quintessential tag team, the Quebecers. <laughs> like, I tell you what, they were a good, bad. That's they, a good, you know, they were a good, good, team. good heel tag team, right? Yeah, bad guys that came in. Yeah, they sucked. I hated them, man. Who hates Canada? Right? Like, yeah, who gives, yeah. Who gives a shit again about Canada? It's funny that they picked Canada. <laughs> the mm. other one is uh, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. They had the thing that would zap people. Oh, yeah, yeah, the teasers. Uh, rated RKO. This is, again, something you could argue about with your Hogan Macho Man thing because this is Edge and Randy Orton. They were tag champs mm. for a long time, but they're better known as being single guys, right? Mm. It was rated RKO. I, I actually thought they were really, really good together. Next, Los Guerreros at 25. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero yeah. and Chavo Guerrero. Right there, that's a great tag team. Great, Eddie. great tag team, right? Eddie was great. Yeah, Where Eddie is great. next? Oh boy, here we go. The smoking guns. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. Knocked out Bart Gun, who got knocked out by Butterbean. And you know who the ref was? Do you remember who the referee was during that fight? Tyson. Vinny Pazienza. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that Paz refed it. Uh, that's um. Bart Gun and then uh, Billy, ba uh, badass Billy Gun. I love, I love that. That was a great to me. That was a great tag team. <laughs> no way. This next one should be another one. Here we go. Typhoon yes. and what's his name? Tugboat. The natural disaster, uh, baby. Typhoon yeah. and uh, the natural disaster. Yep, earthquake and that. Yeah, natural disasters, baby. You like those? I know. I remember you talking about them before. That no, that's a tag team, right? Hell yeah, up, guys. Oh, right, he's so, a perfect pair too. Perfect for each other. Perfect. So, this is Morrison and the Miz. Remember the guy I was just talking about that was partners with the guy who got his face busting open with the ladder. Yeah. Yep, well, the other yep. guy who didn't is on the right. That became John Morrison, and the Miz is the dude that started off on MTV, then became a pro wrestler, and then he's on all TV shows. Morrison and the Miz—they're really good together. Currently, I think they're either tag team champs or they're going for that again. So they've been champs like over seven or eight times. Um, the next one is the Nasty Boys. Now, see, the Nasty Boys to oh, me yeah. was typically a WCW type um, tag team, right? Because they didn't do much in the WWE, I didn't think. But they, they, they had a stint, but they they didn't they didn't have a, a well, they might have been in there for three four years, but they didn't make a statement in there. They they made them they made their long haul in WCW. Yeah, they're they're. WCW trademarks. The next three, still, I don't have, next three I don't have photos for, but it's at 20, it's Team Hell No, which is Daniel Bryan and Kane. They were really funny together. Really good together. They went to divorce. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. 19 is Money, Inc. That was um, Ted DiBiase and Mike Rotunda as IRS. Um, yep. then, then 18 was DX, and DX would be Shawn Michaels and Triple H. It probably should be a little bit even higher. That's what, 18, you say? Yeah, but again, that's just two guys to me that are more singles stars than, than tag team guys. Then, all right, but so they really did. How much merch did they sell? They were like a movement. That smart, was a huge smart, movement. Smart, smart motherfuckers. I'll tell you that much. At yep. number 17 is Mr. Fuji and Professor Toro Tanaka. 
These guys yeah. were brutal back in the day. That's before my time, I'm glad to say. But I, I read up about them. I know who Mr. Fuji yeah. was, but I remember Mr. Fuji as the uh, the, the Fuji dust in someone's eyes being the manager. They kept Fuji around. Fuji was around for forever. Yeah, as the tag Mr. team, they were they were they were great. So then, all right, Nano down to number sixteen. Number sixteen, I don't believe I ever fought over. That's the Brothers of Destruction. That's Kane and the Undertaker. So Kane and the Undertaker at sixteen. Uh. Where if I can find this one, this, we need the, we need the. I photo. do remember them uh, pairing up. What was that to set them up for the singles battle or something? Did they fight each no, other? Every after now that? and then they would just come together because they're brothers. Every now and then, if the storyline called for it, they would just come together. It's weird if they were you know together. They were all right. Strike Force, Tito Santana, oh, yeah. and uh, who's the guy on the right? The one Rick Martel. Yes, Team Strike Force. They come in and hit at fifteen, and I'm like. Perfect. I agree with that. Uh, I love it. Number 14 was the Rock and Sock connection. That's uh, uh, the Rock, obviously, and Mick Foley. Mankind. Yep. What is it? Yeah. Yep. Mankind. Mankind and the Rock. Number 13 is the Blackjacks. Remember the guy, Cowboys, the black mustaches? They come out with, the, like, all right, this is before our time, but they try to redo these with, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Who's the guy? Who's the announcer now that was champion? Where's the cowboy hat? Um, JBL. Yeah. Uh, he came back as a blackjack. They were trying to redo the blackjacks, and he was one of the guys with the mustache. The new blackjack stunk. But that old school team blackjacks, those guys traveled everywhere. They were the, they were the bad guy cowboys. Black hats, black mustaches. It was like they made a ton of money back in the day traveling. Well, not a ton of money, but you know, uh, in comparison with what they really make, APA is next. That's again, that's actually that's just, it's Brad Shaw and uh, Farouk. That's back when they were, you know, drinking beers. You come pay the money to beat people up. The APA, um, what's uh, what's uh, um, they were the what were they called when they were with the Undertaker? The because the APA stood for they were the Acolytes, yep. So it ended up becoming the Acolytes Protection Agency, APA. And they were always like playing cards and drinking, smoking cigars. I remember that. That's it right. was Bradshaw and Farouk, the APA. They were bad, a badass team. It really was. Uh, number eleven is the Rockers. We don't have oh, yeah. that. Shawn Michaels and um, the Marty Jannetty, who's never name held a tag anonymous. team championship belt. What's that? Never held the the titles. So. You got to look up that story I keep telling you about. So they ended up holding the titles for like one night. It was at a house show. They thought that they were going to go ahead with it and that was going to be the push. And then like Vince changed his mind and then just acted like that night never happened and just kept the belt oh, on as a champion. Yeah. that That's what I read about. All right. So now, look, now we're down to the top 10 and these all should be legit, right? Tag teams, right? Top 10. No, there should be no question. So number 10. The Dudley Boys, yeah. See, to me, the Dudley Boys—if I could find them—they they would be higher up on my list because they've been champions everywhere. I mean, every division, right? Every division doesn't matter. They're champs. They just wherever and they I'll go. Tell you what they—they they brought um, along uh, a revolution. They were TLCs. They were. That whole next push of 
get the tables out. They were absolutely epic with their movement, and they brought, they changed the game. They changed the game. They did. They were, yeah, unbelievable. Game changes. Game changes. I agree. They were, they were, they were really were unbelievable. Um, all right, so I don't have a photo, I think, for the next two, but at number nine is the Wild Samoans. There was no bigger tag team when I was really young as a kid than the Wild Samoans. Like, I would always hear about them. Like I just, And you'd see them on TV, and they were frightening because of the size of their hair, and they were, like, just trying to bite. Yeah. And, like, you learn things that are not true about Samoans. In my fantasy world, apparently Samoans have really strong heads, and they can headbutt you, and they can't feel any pain. Right? That's what Samoans in wrestling do. They can headbutt you. Why? I don't know. In the, in the, the toughest kid I ever locked arms with, uh, we used to do UFC uh, after dark, and he was uh, uh, Falifutu. Falifutu, Samoan. Badass motherfucker. I miss him. I got to reach out to him and see what he's doing, how he's doing. Falifutu. <laughs> Samoans. Big, strong, yeah. intimidating. Yep. Oh. For real, too. Um, oh, yeah. At number eight is the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Now, see, I think they they would be my – I think they might be my number one. That might be my, my number one tag team ever because wherever they went, this was the heavy – the tag team champs. And Look at everybody Animal. Everybody was scared to death to, to, to cross these two guys. Like, they don't know how to cross these two Looks like a parachute. Look at he's just gonna right. Hawks a big boy too. Both of them. Both of them. What you know? The, the other one just died this year too. So we now they're both gone, it's, which is awful. They really oh, they're forever. They they left their mark. Like you just said, they left their mark. They're forever. The the worst thing they did was they tried to come back with uh, Heidenreich uh, as one of the members with uh, Animal, and it just didn't work. Um. All right. What do we got? Uh, Samoans Legion of Doom. Number seven would be, and I don't have a photo, the Valiant Brothers. All right. Gorgeous, the gorgeous Valiant Brothers. Johnny Valiant, and I forget what the second name is, but they were so popular in black and white era. Like, they were the two blonde pretty boys that came to the ring, and they wouldn't let you touch them. Or they, they refused to, like, lock arms with their competitor because the competitor, like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They were, like, that classic, you know what I mean, that first whatever. So they were, like, underlooked. So I can actually make an argument for that team because, like, that's a team that did what they needed to do perfectly back in those days where, like, the grandmas and the nanas would be in the front row yelling at the wrestlers with, like, a stick. You know what I mean? Number six, the British Bulldogs. They, of course. See, now that's, to me, right there, that's a tag team. The minute that you say that name, I immediately think, all right, that's a tag team. That's definitely one of the top tag teams. It's not two guys as great as the British Bulldog uh, Davy Boy Smith was on his own. He was not as good as he was when he was with uh, what's his face, uh, Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Smith. To be, don't you think so? I love them. I love the British Bulldogs. Absolutely. They they're they're in that spot. Yep. They're definitely in six. Yeah, I guess six. I mean, you know, there's. I keep saying that they should be <clears throat> lower, but then they, I keep coming up with tag teams that are really good. Number five, right? The Hardy Boys. Yeah. I mean, as much as you don't want to like them, how many times were they champ? I mean, they carried the tag team division for how long? And and they're the ones that started getting everybody to do the uh, the ladders. 
It's they the, did. That, I was going to say, um, came in. The Dudley Boys, boys came, came out. The they table. pushed it. They pushed the envelope. They took it a little bit further. The Dudley Boys they, broke they, the they, tables. It was yeah. Hardy Boys bringing ladders, and the Dudley Boys were like, hey, we, we're going to go through tables too. And that's, that's yep. where you're crazy, right? <laughs> so they're number five. Number four is, um, let's see if I can find it before I, I get them out of my mouth. But I can't. And I'll see. It's the New Age Outlaws. It's, um, uh, the road dog Jesse James and the badass Billy Gunn. They, they first of all, their intro. The oh, you didn't know? Nah, nah, nah. Your ass better call somebody. <laughs> that was. That is to me, Mike Lepre, like pure. Like, that's like a Twinkie. It's just, it's just pure bliss for a couple of seconds. Like that was such a great intro, man. I love that friggin' intro. And those are two guys that were on their way out with uh, the characters that they were. Like, the road dog was supposed to be the roadie for, like, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and then badass Billy Gunn actually dyed his hair black and was wrestling under, um, what's his face? Um, was his, like, his manager and, like, mentor. He was, like, a hillbilly. Rockabilly. He called himself Rockabilly. It was, uh, who's the guy that uh, the Ultimate Warrior squashed for the, the uh, Intercontinental Belt? The, the guy with the rock and roll guitar. Oh, Hockey Talk? Hockey Talk, man. Yeah, Billy Gunn at that point died his hair black. He was going to. He was a honk tonk man. I remember like, that. And then they grabbed each other and they became New Age Outlaws. They fought like Mick Foley and um, the dude that I love, uh, uh, Terry Funk, in a bunch of really crazy matches. Pushed them all guys off the thing in the dumpster. That thing was crazy. All right, so we're down mm -hmm. to the top three tag teams of all time. Number three came in as. Can I find them? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I probably won't have them. No. Demolition. Oh, so, God, yeah. Absolutely. How good, how good were Demolition? Because they weren't great wrestlers, right? But just the whole game. Like I feel like they stole the, the Road they, they, Warriors. They, 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 well, well they, what they, they took it from the Road Warriors there. Uh, they were the WWS version of the Road they Warriors. They made it more packaged. And that, and that, uh, that song... Dun, 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 Here dun, comes dun. the X. Here comes the Here comes the Demolition. Walking Walking the dun, 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 demolition. There's no escape from Axe if Smash doesn't get you. That's such a great song, dude. I love those songs. Yeah, Demolition. Sorry. They played a good they played the role. Down. What? They played their roles very well. Axe and Smash. They weren't the I, greatest wrestlers, though, right? But they couldn't yeah. really move. But they were like scary as crap. Like they put the mask. They they put their, yeah. They play that role. How about Number the two. guy laying him on the knee and they jump it off the ropes? Boom! They did some. They did some moves that would be like okay, yeah. Was, yeah, definitely. No, they definitely were. They definitely were. It's just like, again, they weren't the greatest. It's weird. No. Some people have personality. Some people more restless. Um, number yeah, two absolutely. is the Heart Foundation. I can't find them either. Jim the. Um, Anvil Nightheart and um, uh, why, why am I Hitman Heart. Hitman Heart. They're a great tag team. That was great. a great tag team. That really yep. was a great tag team. I, I, can't, argue that one. I can't argue that one. Great but number team. one, let's see. I wouldn't argue this, but I bet you some people will. I bet you might even have a, 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 a different opinion on this one if I can get, get find them. If I can find them. I don't think I can find them. All right. So think about it this way. 
while all those great um, ladder match type of things were going on, and that's something I think we should rewatch again because those matches, there's a couple in a row that were incredible. Uh, you would just have to say the Hottie Bro Boys brought the ladders, the Dudley Boys brought the tables, but the two guys that benefited the most from these matches were Edge and Christian. Uh, and they became the number one tag team of all time. They've held the most, I think most held the belts for the longest, I guess, combined, or they've held, uh, they also have uh, up there for the most tag team titles of all time. Like Edge and Christian won more titles and did more as champions than it seems. You know what I mean? In a time when they were such great tag teams, like at that point, there were some great tag teams. Like, like the tag team division was not like ignored. They were like the high point of some of the uh, pay-per-views, those matches. And Edge and Christian won, I think, at least two of them. At least two of them. So it's weird how, how they end up. So what did you think of that list? You're absolutely spot on when you you, you, you know me. I uh, I mean, I like Edge. I seen uh, the need for Edge at the time when he was. It, was he – did he kind of coexist with the downfall of Steve Austin? Who? Did he, like, need Christian – I mean, Edge to uh, have – more of a peak because maybe there was lesser because I know they made a big, big push for edge, even in the solo career. Oh, oh they, solo career was gigantic, man. He's held the two belt huge. Like, times. He's oh, yeah. uh, it's John Cena. It goes John Cena. He's tied with Ric Flair the way that the WWE does it. And then next is, uh, Randy Orton and, um, what's his face? Edge. Yeah. They actually are up there. So they're like the top four as far as, far as how long, I mean, how many times they've held the belt. Because they were just like, when you're like a bad guy like that, they need you to hold the belt for like, say, a month so they can get a new baby face they can sell money, you know, products about. Have them come beat you. Remember they, how he, they came out? What they came out as uh, the brood? Yeah, 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 the brood with the bloodbath. Oh, I hated, I hated that. I hated that. If you were a wrestler, right? I hated it. If you want to be a good guy or a bad guy as a wrestler? I think it would be much easier to be bad. Much easier to be bad. <laughs> what would you rather? I think it would be, it'd be harder to be liked as a good guy. And I think I'm already a dickhead as a person. I could I could be thrive. I could thrive as a, as a dickhead. Yeah, that's what – see, that's, that's a problem. That's what I think, too, about myself. Like, <laughs> I, I would like to be a good guy. You know what I mean? I would love to be the good I, I would love to be the good guy everybody cheers for. I really would. Like I do. I say that all the time. Even my kids, I tell them that all the time because they just they kind of know how it is. But it's like, um, yeah, I end up, uh, you know, I don't mind being the bad. Look, I don't mind being the bad guy if I'm doing the right things. I know that, that might not make sense. It does with me. I just know that I would end up being that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I would play a good guy. I don't know how I could act as a good guy and pull it off. <laughs> Because like like you know, you'd have to actually act like you cared about all these different things and that you you know you stood for all these different things. Where in, in reality, it's like I care less about you people. I care about this. <laughs> you know, I that was how I would be. I would want to. I think I'd be. I learned. Tell me if you learned this, especially in being in a band and having fans, which a lot of people don't get. And I know it sounds like we're joking, but we had fans enough to make this statement. But you get you, you get like. Uh, uh, just all levels of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they'll listen to whatever you say sometimes as if it's gospel. Yeah, 
and you'll sometimes say stuff that isn't like you're not giving an order. You're not saying for them to do anything, but then they do something, and you're like, "What the what the hell? What was that all about?" Oh, I thought you wanted me to. And you're like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? Like, I know that ever happened to you, but that was like something that I realized. Like, it's hard being a good guy because like you got to deal with all the people, all the people and their problems. I had a hard time. With I that. I have so many stories, and and it's funny because um. I definitely have split personalities and it, there's definitely days when I like, I don't know if it was like the military and time management, get a lot of things done, put a lot on your plate. They always stress putting more than you can handle because it only increase your daily, you know, plate size. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm always the man who takes on all the orders. I'm at the living room one night. We got a packed house. I'm walking in. I just got like my brand new car and I parked right on the side of where Randy always sits collecting his money. Uh, I walk out. There's a guy and his two girls sit, sitting on my car. It's brand new car. I'm looking at them. They're looking at me like, hey, what's up? I'm like, you like the fucking seat? Get off the fucking car. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know you, it can't be nice all the time. And sometimes it's just like, like you're sitting on my car scratching it up and i'll tell you what it's it's tough because you want to be the nice guy all the time and and i'm can't. Deaf, i can't hear shit so people say something to me and mm -hmm. you can ask somebody someone what did you say before it's like ridiculous so i just i'll ask twice and then I, if i can't hear it after that i just gotta go with it yeah i'm just like Absolutely. all right that was the one thing i really hated with our shows was talking I would just be like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna have a conversation. Loud music. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. It, it is funny, dude, because I, a lot of people don't really truly understand what we're talking about. But we could actually talk forever uh, oh, yeah. on that very subject. Like, I had a hard time in the beginning when it went for me. It went, oh, show, well, the place is getting packed this week. Uh, suddenly there's people in the front that know the lyrics of some of the songs to the they're singing back to me. Then it's like yep. this place is getting packed. Then it's like we're all over. We start to go churned. It's like four or five days a week. We just started to go play whatever's in this northeast area. Yeah. And like um you know the crowd started the like baby had closed and then people were like, Where do we go now? And they're like, Well, the living room's still open. And they're like, Well, who who plays in the living room? And Randy's like, well, you know, SOC is a Saturday night every month, right? One Saturday night every month. That was money, right? Yeah. So those shows were like, to me, more like get-togethers. Like, you get to the point where everybody knew everybody was this massive thing. And I, when I would come off stage, if you came up to me and wanted to talk something about that was stupid or funny, I was with it. But if you want to talk serious, anything serious, like, like the yeah. worst, my least favorite was, can I ask you a question about some of the lyrics? No, 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 because you know what? It's it's the times where they they come up, they, they they point out a lyric that in your head you're going, oh, I just wrote that. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody. It's like sometimes I just wrote it. It's not that deep. Like I just the way like the way it sounded right there. Like I don't know how else oh, to tell yeah. something. Like that. So there was like weird stories. Live that I've put down on wax in the studio because of things like that, and like just had to change things that didn't want to be said anymore, or maybe think something I've thought different. I have a 
it was something about uh side of the line we did a track for psychopathic and i said uh 9-11 happened but they're quick to forget it like talking about the people but now i'm like i don't even care if people forget it anymore because i don't really believe as 9-11 as the official story or once i how i once think it i said now i say the 9-11 happened but the government did it <laughs> i say i totally changed what i say instead of saying they're quick to forget i say the government did it i actually like that better <laughs> Dude, did you speaking of that so when 9-11 happened the yeah. Rhode Island music scene got weird, right? Yeah. And I remember that me and Dave got perceived as not being maybe patriotic because we were trying to have fun, and everybody else was like, they, they just wouldn't let it happen for the first couple of nights. But there was that small guy who had blonde dreads who got an eagle, American eagle, tattooed. Do you remember it? It was his whole neck. He's not a big guy. And he, he walked into jerkies and he had that tattoo and everybody was like dapping him up because it was so patriotic and all this bullshit and i'm sitting there and i'm just going Eric you Conley? i don't know i'm like why would you do that man on your neck like oh jesus i'm like come on no. man not there. like i'm with you but why would you do that like this is your business card and why would you put that wants there? to have their it's almost like somebody getting the super bowl tattooed it's like they want their part. So I. That didn't make any sense, man. It just didn't make any sense. I was like, what the heck's going on with this? So we were like, I remember it was just hard for a while with that. It was like, what the hell? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Dude, is it, I remember. Is it, is it crazy? I mean, we were talking about um, the tuck rule. And I didn't want to stop the show the other day. But the tuck rule happened. Uh in the game that Drew Bledsoe was injured in right after 9-11 or before, was it before? After 9-11. That was when Tom Brady came in right at the end and then he started the next no, the game. the tuck rule was in the AFC championship game. Brady mm -hmm. went, Brady, Brady no, 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 no. The tuck rule happened earlier in the year. It was the third game of the year. It was the New England and the Jets. Really? Vinny Testaverde. It actually had impacted the game, and the Patriots would have won that game. Testaverde fumbled. They called it an incomplete pass. They rolled it the tuck rule. It happened oh, earlier in the year. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. So we bring we had to bring that up on Thursday, see if anybody else knows that. Because if you bring up the tuck rule, I guarantee you they're going to – my uh, brother Ray and Genius Kev will both say uh, against the Raiders. I've heard what I said Raiders before. Ever saw it. Then I was watching. I don't know why I was watching the game, but I seen the whole game. I was watching Bledsoe rip passes. Is that a Mandela effect? What is it? You think that might be in a Mandela effect? You have, you have I knew. I knew. Where, and, and you know what? It sucks being a being a Pads fan and knowing how shitty that that Tuck rule call was because. I like to play again, getting the play called right. And I'll tell you what, that that Raiders team was a great team. And uh, I never want to see a team get get shunned like that, especially because the Golden Boy is coming along or it's a feel-good good story, whatever. And that's exactly what happened. They were the, they were the feel-good story. Uh, but once they went to review and they said, oh, we're going to challenge this play. We're going to see. I was like, I, I remember looking at my brother and I go, they're gonna turn this fucking call over. 
you know, and when they did, I was excited because, of course, I'm a fan. We went out to win. It's the biggest, shittiest thing that you got to be reminded all the time because it was bullshit. It didn't need to happen. You know, it's, and we see it all the time in the NFL. You know what's weird is this is a wrestling show, and you're bringing up this football issue, and all it's making me think of is this jerk off. This is the guy that made it so that the Giants couldn't make it to the playoffs. Like This is the guy that threw a game on national TV – and then his dumb ass got fired, right? You and know where you know where he got it wrong. Why did he do that? Why, no, I would have never. No one told me. I would have never gave Carson Wentz that money after Nick Foles took you to the promised land. You have no idea how Carson Wentz would have reacted being on the main stage. Nick Foles let it all hang out, and he matched it. It was an exciting Super Bowl. And how you go to Carson Wentz from Nick Foles is beyond me. I thought they lost the team right then. Here's my thing, right? Peterson threw a game on national TV. Now, why would he throw the game? Well, maybe because he, he wanted a better draft pick. But now he's not going to be with the team. So why did he throw the game? Did he do it for the management? Did he owe them something? Did he bet the game? Why did he throw the game? Why did he have players on his team being restrained from going after him when he took out what's his face, uh, the other quarterback, and put in um, and put in uh, dumb hands over here? Did they really? The players went. Oh yeah, Kelsey was. I didn't know Kobe that. Reading the articles, they 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 were like really angry. That they were like, what the what is this? What's going on here? Like they thought they were clicking. Like they had a chance at this game. Then all of a sudden they put in this game. The veteran's like, what? Dude, he, oh, shit. how did he you go back that. to that locker room? That's pro wrestling, going back into that locker room after you throw that game like that. If I'm an old lineman. Kelsey is a WWE wrestler. If he wasn't in, if he wasn't in football, he'd be slamming people. Kept, remember, remember Kevin Green? Yeah. Kevin God, he was huge in WCW for a long time. Yeah, he wrestled with awesome. the blonde hair and whatnot. Hey, you know what's funny? We actually went, we're at 54 minutes. Again, we can do an hour on any sport you bring us. Bring me a sport and I'll do an hour on it. For real. And we just went to like 50 of the top tag teams and they're legit. Uh, bring, me a, bring me a sport, man. <laughs> hey, uh, so I thought, uh, check out the Doodly uh, commercial uh, that we've got going. It cracks me up. I just like the I like uh, how it says like winner, 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 winner. Like I like the little things that I added. Uh, tell everybody you know about legitfantasysports.com. That's like the hub to check out our YouTube uh, shows. If you and if you watched us on YouTube, please hit the the like button. Can we get everybody to please just do that one thing? Hit the like button. Maybe leave a comment. Even just say, "Hey, what's up, guys?" That's it. We need that because it works with the biometrics or whatever it's called that YouTube uses. And they go by, like, you're more likely to see us in someone's feed the more likes and the more comments that we get. So we're asking you to help us out with that to get this ball rolling. You know what I mean? Because, Matt, we're real close. We're real yeah, no, we are real close. But before we go, we were just talking about how we can do all sports. Uh, one of the greatest – Sports uh, right now, it's bubbling in the 135-pound uh, weight uh, weight class over there is um, Devin Haney, Tank Adams, Ryan Garcia, and my favorite, Tia Fimo Lopez. 
Um, I'm telling you right now, Tank Adams is about to fight Ryan Garcia. Uh, you got Devin Haney, who's so sweet. He's like Sugar Ray. And then you got my boy, Tifimo. And I'm telling you, these are like the days of Sugar Ray, Roberto Duran. You know, all the, that's the days of when we grew up, when boxing was great. These boys are making it happen again. Keep an eye on that 135. And the heavyweights are coming back. So um, what that tells yeah. me is this. Everybody, yeah. looked, everybody looked at uh, mixed martial arts and said, I want to try that, right? But then, and then I think and just said, I'll box. What's yeah. that? The backswing. Yeah, the backswing yeah. is <laughs> that people want to learn just boxing because it's its own science. It's its yes. own type of thing. Once they realize that and they get I lost in the science of it, that's why you're catching so many just boxers now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's great mm-hmm. when, they, when they just straight up boxers. Like they, it, there's so much to it. People just think it's swinging. It's not. That's a tough man contest. Like, why the fuck figure that out? While the guy went through a bunch of street fights and then he got into a boxing match and he figured that out. He he was a great heavyweight, but he and he learned how to box uh, over the last three four years, but not quick enough, not to fight some of the guys he's fighting now. And he, he got his ego ripped off his chest. He got the ass ripped off his chest. I loved seeing Wilder get knocked out. He'll never get back in the ring with Tyson Fury. You know, Wilder. I just I don't like the guy. I don't I don't like the um, constant compl- complaints or excuses. Like just, just I mean, he just needed to just shut up right away. Excuse, just come back. You know what I mean? The thing is, when you get a right hand like that, why would you just say a word? I would just like wait till I came back because when you have that, he calls it the eraser. When you have a right hand like that, I mean, sure you hit you hit Tyson and he dropped, but he got right back up in that scary way that he did. Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That must have messed with his head. But the thing is, he's he's got to stay. He's got to still have faith in the fact that his right hand can get the job done if he hits somebody correctly. You, did you hear Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury, when he got up, when Wilder knocked him down, he learned how to defeat Wilder. When he got up, he said he figured out Wilder did not know how to fight going backwards. He did not like fighting backwards. Wilder's an intimidator. He likes coming at people, but he did not know how to fight going backwards, and he couldn't do it. He leaned on him and just stayed right on him in front of him, pushed him in the middle. And Wilder had no stance to get on. He was bullying, trying to bully him is what he was doing. 6'9". Yep. I can't wait to see AJ and uh, Fury lock it up. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's gonna, it is going to be. Hey, uh, so we, we, we made it. We're good. Uh, beware of the LWL, the legit world order. Yeah, so check it out. Check out the website. Um, we got a lot of big things coming up. This is going to be a long but fun year, uh, 2021. We do have a lot of shows. Crazy. Um, you got anything to uh, say before we go, Matt? No. Excited for these, you know, NFC, AFC championship matchups. That's that's going to be good stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to pick those, man. I'm, it's I've been looking forward to picking those, to the, the championship games. Can't wait to play those. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. It's going to be All a great right. Super Bowl no matter how we slice it. It is true. Matt, I will talk to you again on Thursday night. Uh, it is me, me, Mike Lepre for Legit Fantasy uh, Wrestling from LegitFantasySports.com. Thank you and enjoy your night.